Hello, everybody. Just a quick disclaimer before this week's episode. As you know, we've been recording our episodes remotely lately due to the COVID-19 pandemic, so please excuse the slight dip in audio quality. I also wanted to give a shout out to all the nurses, doctors, and medical professionals working every day to save lives. Y'all are the real heroes, and we love you. And now, here's the show. From the beautiful city of West Hollywood, we bring you Film Forward, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival. Hey, hey, welcome to Film Forward, everybody. Next week, we will be launching the 2020 Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival, and we are extremely grateful to be joined today by Miss Hannah Mathis. She is the director of Wheels of Madness, and Mr. Gal Mizrachi, he is the star of Wheels of Madness. He is Wheels of Madness himself. Thank you guys so much for being here. Hi. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for letting us be here. <laughs> Yeah, we're honored to have you. We really love Wheels of Madness. It's an incredible documentary, extremely moving and uplifting. Hannah, tell the audience a little bit about your film, Wheels of Madness. Yeah, thank you so much, Nicholas. I'm really happy that this film was chosen by your festival because I really love the program of your festival and what your festival stands for. So Wheels of Madness is about God. <laughs> and we accompanied him to the Sigurd Festival in Budapest for five days. And it's about him experiencing the festival and just also how he meets up with his friends, how he's passionate about music and everything in between. And how did you guys, how did you two meet? And how did Hannah, how did you decide, okay, Gal's story needs to be a movie. <laughs> yeah, so uh, basically we met at a, a musical festival in Austria. It's called Frequency. And that was, I think, almost one year before. 2018. Yeah. Two years ago. <laughs> yeah, totally. And we were both there on our own. I mean, I was there with friends and Gal was there like on his own as he's like mostly traveling somewhere and he's just been we've been at the same concert and he's been like in the crowd and he was lifted up in his wheelchair via the performance and I took photos of it and videos and I was like oh I have to go and talk to this guy and uh, just yeah send him the pictures maybe and then we started talking right yeah, it's like the story of everyone else <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> I think that, yeah. I pictures and coming to me and send them and we came with friends and they make the commentary about me, so. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. say, that guy's crazy. I got to talk to that guy. <laughs> Gal, when Hannah said, I want to make a documentary about you, were you open to it immediately or were you like, ah, that's, maybe that's a little weird? It's, it's really weird, but it was opening, it was opening up for it and. Obviously, we made it happen, like, seems very natural, but really needed a production um, my end and my self-confidence and to my own story. Because I don't do it to be a story or to be a star or whatever. Uh, that spotlight on me and very unnatural for me. Right. Very weird, but obviously we did it and I'm very grateful for that and... It's also a great uh, show to, to everyone that say to me, 
Oh, I, uh, next, next year I come with you. Next year I come with you. They never do. Now, <laughs> now they may, you know. So it's, it's a great mirror on myself. And I think they did a great job in that thing. To make my own story more than my own. So it's a great feeling. I never meant to be a documentary. I just, it just happens. And whatever the outcome is. Right. <laughs> obviously, now I'm talking to you. And it's a... Uh, chosen to be in the festival and it's a great great feeling but for my end it's meant to be um every journey and to see myself and you touched on a lot of good things and hannah you know like when you were making this film decided to make the film and you're following gal around in this festival did you always know what the structure of the documentary is because you know you have like great moments with music you capture beautifully the magic of a live event and you know the power of live music but we also get to know the man gal quite a bit was the structure of the documentary always in your head or did it kind of reveal itself to you in the editing room i think it was part part so it was really nice to work with a programmed uh, music festival <laughs> so yeah. you had like this schedule of this music thing will be there and there and as gal visited this festival like a lot of times i just talked to him before what music do you like uh, where do you want to go and i I've also been at Sigurd before, so I also like love the festival and the vibe there. So I was also like checking box to which stops I would also love to go with Gal. And before it was a lot about, because Gal and I just like met <laughs> one year ago, then it was like a lot about just talking on the phone and getting to know each other and asking a lot of questions. So I already knew what kind of parts I wanted to include in the documentary and touch on, on Gal's personality and what would be important to show more about Gal. Mm -hmm. That was planned to a certain amount. So I've chosen some some of the concerts to go to, which I know like Gar really liked, but also a lot of the structure then of like the drama itself or that happened in the editing room. Right. Yeah. Some organic stuff and some stuff that you, you really wanted to hit home. Yes. You know, Hannah, you said you were talking to Gal on the phone a lot doing preparation, you know, before you guys actually started filming. How long was that process for you guys, Hannah and your team, like in preparation for the documentary? <laughs> in preparation. So I think like, God, we talked. We talked the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> Since uh, January and um, throughout, and we met in, in, the, in the festival and it was like really organic. Yeah. Even talked to her from Mexico when yeah. I was. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. I think it also like for me it just made sense because God and me got just us really close just over like writing and the whole organizing pre-production phase. Then I was like, we need to talk on the phone more often so I get to really know you. And then we had like more intense phone calls for two, three, four hours long, I think. Yeah. And it's, it's still recording. Then, <laughs> Stay like on the most, <laughs> the most like the the most longest film sessions um, Gal ever had. It's with Hannah because I also like I didn't want to stop Gal. 
while talking because it all was so interesting and so it was just so nice to to get to know him better and the, the pre-production with the organizing i think like reaching out to the festival itself started a lot earlier uh, than like getting the connection and talking about corporations and i think this started like in january or something and the festival itself was in august and thank god you guys shot it last year because oh yes yeah, it might not have happened this year right actually totally. very good end to a very good to a very good decade of festivals and now it's like sensitivity about the future and unknown uh, right the future of gatherings um, could be different from now on so same thing you know because of that and right I don't know how music festivals will look like and um, once they return and I think that documentary is also a very good show of what it was looking back of the on the decade of 2000 and 2000s. Yeah, it's a great timestamp watching the documentary because I watched it right after the pandemic hit and a couple of things went through my mind. One was just like, oh my God, that looks like so much fun. I can't wait to like be able to hug strangers again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But two, I thought about you, Gall, and I was like, oh man, this is his summers. And he goes to these festivals and, you know, he meets his friends and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I had some sympathy for you for, you know, not, unfortunately, not having that this year. What has your summer been like without music festivals? It's very hot. Yeah. <laughs> Once I'm in Europe, not having this summer in Israel, Israel is a very hot country, mm-hmm. so I'm escaping that. Physically, it's very lonely, and I miss that rush and adrenaline and just being around people and yeah. very emotional time and right now, talking about it even. Yeah, hopefully this time next year, you'll be back and rocking out, my friend, getting lifted up in a wheelchair <laughs> above a sea of a crowd again. Yeah. Just one thing, you know, I, I, don't, I don't go yeah. there to be lift up in the wheelchair. And this scenes only happens electronic dance music. And when I'm allowed it to happen, people lift me up. And while there is a band on stage, I steal the attention. And I don't mind to do that when there is a DJ and he's playing some but right. there's a band on stage and can be very disrespectful for the artist. I don't normally do that on music festivals. Only like one particular thing and become, become like an icon and lots of people around me and reaching out and like this action that I'm doing right now with me in my hands. Right. So I really don't not meant to, to go there and like be like on the spot and just happens and it's a very unique experience, mm-hmm. but it's just a part of the experience. It's not only the experience. And I'm, I'm afraid that people see these pictures and, and think, oh, that's what he's doing all the time. So that's really like a percentage of the time like spent on festivals. Yeah, I think people take away from the film your connection to the music and the connection that you get 
with other people. You know, I think that's first and foremost, correct me if I'm wrong, the message of the documentary, which I think is a beautiful message. There's one thing that you say in the documentary that you say, there's a lot of good in this world and I get to meet it and interact with it from all over the world. And that's and that's why I do this. And I think that is something that a lot of people, I think, need to be reminded of nowadays. Exactly. exactly. I mean, it's a very powerful thing to say. And I wish more people um, will be reminded of that. And um, somehow mm-hmm. we do have this love and we do have this general goodness in our souls and general humanity only to show these days and these times, things might look different for everyone. Absolutely. Well, my friends, I mean, you guys did a terrific job. Hannah, you and your team did an incredible job making this documentary. Tell the audience real quick where they can find you on social media. Oh, thanks. Um, so on the documentary itself, Wheels of Madness doesn't have like one particular page yet, but you can follow Gal because he's also called Wheels of Madness or Gal <laughs> Festival on Instagram and I guess also Facebook. And you can find me on Instagram under Hannah De Matis on. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And you can see their film Wheels of Madness at the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival this year, starting August 4th at LADFF.com. It will be in the Face the Music block, along with three other incredible short films. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Hannah is going to help us out with our favorite segment, Gimme Three. The Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival will be available to a worldwide audience this year. Due to the global pandemic, our annual in-person event is postponed, but you can still view our incredible program online. From August 4th through August 31st, visit LADFF.com to rent our curated film blocks, or you can buy a VIP pass, which gives you access to our entire program for the month. We have over 50 films from 17 different countries. Comedy, thriller, drama, musicals, docs, we've got something for everybody. So check out the 7th Annual Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival starting August 4th exclusively at LADFF.com. All righty, we are back on Film Forward, everybody. We are joined by Hannah Mathis. She is the director of the film Wheels of Madness. She is about to give us three recommendations, films that have inspired her and inspired her work. And we have a first ever, ladies and gentlemen, the first time ever our guest is giving us three recommendations, all from the same filmmaker, which is very cool and very exciting. Hannah Talk to us. Who is this filmmaker that you picked all three from? So it's Alma Harrell. I hope Mm -hmm. I pronounce her name right. She's an Israeli filmmaker and she's just one of a kind. (laughs) She's so, so cool. And yeah, I picked the three films, Bombay Beach, Love True, and Honey Boy from her. All three really incredible films. I have not seen Love True. I've seen the other two. Love True, this is a sad thing. It's not available anywhere in America. Like you can't see it right here. I tried 
this week to watch it and I can't get it. Oh no. <laughs> they need to fix that. So if you're yeah. listening, somebody, whoever owns the rights to that movie, if you're listening, you need to make it available on some streaming platform in America. Totally. But tell us about Love True since I haven't seen that one. So Love True is her, I think, like second documentary. It came out, I think, in 2016, if I'm not wrong. And it's about... Almahara's style is really not fixed into boxes. So she's uh, mainly a documentary filmmaker, but she's working with so many art forms and fictional elements. And that's what it makes so cool. And Love True is like a, a deeper definition of love and how the topic of love connects to different people. And she chose, again, three protagonists to lead through this story. And it's about a couple uh, in Alaska. It's about a young father in Hawaii. And it's about a daughter with her family in New York. And it's all about how they define love for themselves. And it's paired with uh, snippets of their past, their present, their future. And it's all really like imaginative and dreamlike. Super cool. (laughs) Absolutely. And I mean, just from hearing you describe it, you can kind of get a sense of, you know, the style and and what she likes to do with her filmmaking. You know, having seen Bombay Beach and Honey Boy, she, you know, blends this very visceral, realistic filmmaking style with gorgeous, stylized dance art and all this really fun stuff that you know can sometimes it's funny sometimes when she does that stuff you feel like it's almost even more true more truth from the character than the documentary stuff yeah yeah so true that's like the exactly same thing i thought while watching the documentary because it's it's like she gets to know the characters (laughs) or like Mm -hmm. The people, she knows them better than almost themselves and she helps them like tell their story through art and through like the art styles she chooses. It's like more visualized everything. And it's, it's just, I think it's also like really therapeutic work she does because it's Mm -hmm. like, you can really feel that she's becoming friends or really connected with the people she's doing documentaries with. And that's what I really love, like this very personal approach to the story and to the people, because you can really feel that she wants to tell the story of this person. And that's awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, kind of like with your film, Wheels of Madness, when I finished watching Bombay Beach, I found myself after it was over and, you know, the next week I say, I wonder what that family's up to right now, <laughs> you know, like, or I, I like you become connected to them in a way, uh, just like, you know, a few weeks ago, I was like, huh, I wonder how Gaul's doing, you know, without the festivals or like, I wonder what Gaul's listening to when I'm listening to music. I'm like, I wonder what he's listening to right now. Like what new albums is he into? You know, like you said, she really starts to love these people. Yeah. And in turn, I think she makes the audience start to love them also yeah 
Thank you so much for comparing <laughs> with <Wizard laughs> to something so beautiful. That's just one, the biggest goal from our work. That's also the, the beautiful thing. She chooses just people, but makes them so beautiful and interesting. So you just have to love them for all their flaws, but also for their life, their choices. You get so connected to them. And she does that so well and she stays so authentic and true. So that's really something to aim for in documentary because it's not <laughs> like, a, I mean, even if she's getting a narrative and fictional elements in it, it feels very, very true. Mm -hmm. Like you said before. Yeah. And I mean, and even in Honey Boy, which is, uh, you know, a based off a true story, but, you know, it is a, a narrative film. It feels very neorealistic and very, you know, some scenes are very hard to watch yeah. with the father and the son. But um, but it just it feels it feels like truth, you know. Yeah, it feels like truth. That's yeah. And I also think that's because her relationship with Shia is really special because it all started with her first film with Bombay Beach. So she has this connection to the people she works with because they really trust her. And I think that's why Honey Boy is also so good because you can feel that it's like this friendship and this trust and everything that's there. You can feel in the movie because it's such a great bond they have and share. Absolutely. Well, Hannah, I think you picked an excellent director for for <laughs> our first ever, you know, trilogy picked in a in a gimme three for the same director. I think you I think you picked a great one. Honey Boy, Bombay Beach, Love True by Alma Harrell. If you guys have not seen them, please check them out. I will keep looking for Love True for it to land somewhere on a streaming platform in the States. And if I do, I'll update our followers. But Hannah and Gal, thank you guys so much for being here and doing this. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much too, Nicolas. It was fun. Uh, you guys can see their movie Wheels of Madness at the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival starting August 4th as a part of the Face the Music block. Thank you all for listening to Film Forward, and we will catch you next time. Our recording engineer and mixer is Anselm Kennedy. The podcast is produced by Anselm, Sonia Maru, and yours truly. Thanks for joining us on Film Forward, and you'll hear us next time. <laughs>